Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And good morning. Welcome to the Northland Sports Page. Happy Saturday, everybody. Little radio note, if you're ever planning on joining the industry, it does help if you pop the microphones up. It does. It I does. got everything We've ready, and before. I went, you know, something doesn't look right. It also helps if you put your microphone down if it's above your head. Yes, absolutely. But speaking of things not looking right, that doesn't matter in radio. Why? Because it's not a visual medium. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to the Northland Sports Page. We'll be here with you till noon. Then you'll get a little break, at least from Dave Cook and myself for a while. But, Dave, you'll be back quickly, about 2 o'clock-ish this afternoon. It's a big day on these airwaves. It is. We have a afternoon and evening full of hockey, Brian. We go at 2 o'clock. We go later. What is that? A 6 o'clock start yes. and an 8 o'clock start. Correct. And, um, you know, the, the evening session is going to be fantastic. That first game, though, the uh, Andover-Duluth East game, that could be a war. That could be a lot of fun. Absolutely could be. Of course, those two teams meeting around early this year. They were the Section 7 AA finalists a year ago. But you're right, Dave. It's a big day, and I'll let you talk more about East Andover in just a second. But I want to give uh, it the name uh, okay. that our boss here at the fan dubbed it very nicely. Triple play Saturday here on the fan. Oh, because there I'm... are four games at Amsoil today. We are not doing the first one at 12 noon. Grand Rapids and Rock Ridge will tangle to figure out who's a finalist in 7AA there. Which we are both interested right. in. Right. It's going to be a very intriguing game, a very geographically intriguing game for those two teams. Rock Ridge, of course, the collaboration, if you will, or co-op or whatever you want to call it now. Of Virginia and Evelyn Gilbert. And, yes. And then again versus Grand Rapids. So Iron Range rivalry comes down to Duluth to start the day. Remember, Grand Rapids only part of the Iron Range when there's money involved. That's that's your theory. Please send your mail to Dave <laughs> Cook, not to me. All Iron Rangers are like, yep. Mm-hmm. But then at two o'clock, again, two o'clock ish, because it's going to be, you know, 20 minutes or so after Rapids and Rockridge get done, we'll have Duluth East and Andover. The legend that is Tom Hansen will be in my chair for that one because I'll be at the Duluth East gym for some basketball today. But then all hockey all the time this evening because 7A is going to be about as good as it gets. And you're back. Hermantown and Proctor at 6.05. And then Hibbing and CEC, they'll call it 8.05, but we'll see what time that one gets the puck dropped. Right. Dana says, what time are you going to be home tonight? And I was like, I don't have any idea. No, I told my wife. 11 could be midnight. Right. I told Jen last night, I said, Dave and I will leave for this show, which we do almost weekly. See you tomorrow. (laughs) About 8.45, 9 a.m. And if I'm home for the day, by 11 o'clock p.m., I'll be impressed. Yeah, 100%. We will absolutely, if there's no overtime and there's no other malarkey that goes on, we got a shot. But if there's any overtime, see you tomorrow. Well, the funny thing is I shared that schedule with my mother yesterday, too, just so she knew where I was at because she's had some difficulties in the past week. Mom, we're rooting for you, by the way, and we know that you're listening this morning. But I told her that schedule, and she said, well, that's certainly a choice to be that busy. And you know know what? (laughs) She's right. But there's no other choice I'd rather make because I was talking to you, Dave, about some of your favorite days in sports. And we're going to tackle that with the opening topic today. And when it comes to high school hockey, certainly locally, this is my favorite. Now, I know that there are section finals. I know, you know, knock on wood, we'll be at a state tournament with a local team again. And those are a blast. But there's something about today where Amsoil and in the old days, the deck is hopping pretty much from about an hour from now when the doors open to roughly 11 o'clock at night. You've got 12 hours of a whole lot of energy in that building and 
local rivals that know each other. And this is the upset weekend. I it mean, could like be. Next Certainly week, could be. Next week, it feels like, you know, it's not going to be chalk, but if it's one versus two, is it an upset? But this is one of those where a four seed could jump up and bite somebody. You know, like St. Cloud United beat, was it Rosal? And, right. Um, you know, you never you never expect something like that. And so up, upsets are what makes March Madness, and upsets are what make the hockey tournament. I was going to say, in high school hockey, we call that late February madness because it does happen. You mentioned the Rozo team being bumped off early. Section 8AA, not to, you know, go off on a tangent too far, but that section's a bit of a mess. If anybody's playing bracketology over there, rip it up and start Good again luck. because Sartell is done as the three seed. Rozo's done as the two Somebody's coming out of there that you didn't expect, or maybe, maybe not, because if it's Moorhead or Elk River again, just traditionally, are you surprised? <laughs> Elk River goes that way now? Right. God, they got to be frustrated. They can't play in Oka, right? Right. <laughs> at least they don't have to play here. Right. There's a busy day at Amazon. Elk River's not part of it at all. Right. If I'm Elk River, though, I'm like tagging out. I'm like, come on, we're going to go AAA here. We're not, we're not playing against teams that we even geographically have anything in common with. So again, it is all about high school hockey today in Duluth for the most part, of course, there is high school basketball. There's college hockey to talk about as well. Yeah. UMD did not play well at North Dakota last night. You're hoping that another local Duluth team, St. Scholastica, plays better in their playoffs tonight. Yeah, they've been they've been awful for a month. And so if they can – the thing is that team is so talented. Um, they're the one team that if they decide they can figure it out, they could make a run, right? But they got to figure it out tonight or it's over. Absolutely, and that segues nicely into that high school playoff schedule again because that's the other fun part of it. We always talk about during the regular season how all these games are fun and these rivalries are fun, and they are in November, December, January, and even early February. You get to now and the loser goes home. It just paints a different picture. So again, on these airwaves, you're going to have Duluth Easton Andover at two-ish because again, they've got to wait for the game in front of them to get done. That'll be Tom Hansen, Dave Cook, and John Carlson. And then the three Amigos will be back for the evening as it's going to be Hermantown and Proctor. That's going to be your 6 o'clock, 6.05-ish puck drop between those two, Hermantown and Proctor, for 7A finalist berth, if you will. And for us, it's a great thing because we cover both those teams locally. We know that we've got a dog in the fight Wednesday no matter what happens. Yep. And then who's going to join them? Hibbing CEC wraps up the night. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun to see uh, Coach Walters and his CEC team because they've been up and down, and they're the one team that you feel – probably isn't intimidated by anybody. You know what I mean? And so that ought to be that ought to be an interesting eight o'clock game. You and I haven't seen well you've seen C E C and well, I've and seen so them, have you because I've they were at Mars. Play, yeah. Right. But I haven't seen them in a long time. Right. And so I'm interested to see which direction they're going to. Are they trending up? Are they trending down? Where are they at? Hibbing is supposed to be a surprise, really good team. And so yeah, let's get and AJ's playing tonight. Right. AJ Riles for Proctor. He's been the story and the state took notice because the Brimsick finalists were announced yesterday. And oh by the way, his name was among them. That's a huge honor yeah. for the Proctor goaltender. Yeah, right. Because usually our northeastern Minnesota goaltenders get overlooked for the Brimsick. Well, or it was Duluth East goaltenders back in the nineties or maybe Adam Hauser at Greenway. I'm I'm spouting there, yeah, kind of guessing a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Hauser was probably there because the gophers went after him hard, but it is. And the yeah. Kyle Coquist, Adam Cool era. Shout out to those two guys. I think they both were among those finalists as well. Yeah. So, and, I, and I'm sure one of the Hermantown goalies over the last decade or two have been at least considered for that as well. Because, I mean, it's not like it's just been a couple hours. They've been pretty good for a long time. 
Right, but with an award like that, the difficult part might be that they aren't considered because they had to make 12 saves in three days. It's been different for Dane Calloway this season. As, as that is true. That's the other thing, because we're going to talk a lot about these matchups that, again, we're airing three of the four semis today. We're going to talk a lot about it as the show goes on. And there's going to be a lot said about A.J. Riles for good reason. Dan Calloway has got to be over on the other side going, hey, by the way, I'm pretty good. There's a chance, and Hermantown's offense has gotten better here late, but there's a chance that we always put a lot of merit in the first goal. First goal could be the last one in that game. Well, and and I was wanted to talk to you about this today because we've, I mean, we hang out with with John Carlson, and and he is a goal. He's got to be salivating about statistics this statistics guy. And you know, we talked about Doyle, and we've talked about AJ, and we've talked about Smith for Marshall. We've talked, yeah, we never talk about Callaway, right? And he's as good as any of them. So it'll be when he's on, he's as good as any of them. So. Well, and Dane isn't a victim of his own expectations. I think he's a victim of his teams because when we talk about Hermantown, we kind of forget he's back there. We're we're wondering why it's not three, four, nothing yet, and it's because the offensive stalwarts, for the most part, for Hermantown, haven't existed yet. Now, again, it's gotten better. We're going to close the show talking to Pat Andrews. I wonder what his emphasis is going to be because almost every hockey coach's emphasis is how well are we going to play defensively, and I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that. But I think he's waiting for this team needs to open up a little bit. We need to not win two or three to one. We need to find a way to put five on somebody. Yeah, and and he's got to believe his team's got to move the puck because if you if you start shooting the puck into AJ's chest from a distance, he's just going to get better. And so they're going to have to do some of the Hermantown things. Somebody's going to have to run him, right? Somebody's going to have to get AJ off his spot. Otherwise, AJ is one of those guys that could make sixty saves and. And Proctor wins one nothing, right? You've said that. If Proctor scores first, all bets are off. Could be a completely different game. Speaking of Proctor, I want to wish good luck to a Proctor Hermantown Mirage team that is playing for a consolation championship at state as we, as speak. we speak. So again, good luck to them. Heck of a season. Talk about a state tournament opener that was everything you want from that proverbial four five game. War Road and Proctor Hermantown go to overtime. Proctor Hermantown unfortunately gets beat. But I always give credit to the team that shows up, even though they're playing in the game they didn't want to, and gets it done. And they did that to get to the consolation title game, finish the job today. You know, we talked about that last year when we did Hermantown in the third place game. Could they have been bummed and said, we don't care about this game after getting beat by Matamidi? Yes. Did they beat Orno and take third? Also, yes. I yeah. love when teams find it within themselves to win games like that. Because it's 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 crazy how many teams over the years that we've covered that lose that first one and just take the day off. And so it's really nice to see, like you said, a team that a team that doesn't do that. I want to get quick back to the East game, like right. real quick. Um, so the East Enfield game, uh, one of the East defensemen, Anderson, um, he got creamed in the corner, right? In the Denfeld game. In the Denfeld game. Okay. And he came out of the corner and got headshotted, right? It was it was not good, and there was a little bit of blood and all that. And the East um, trainer. Tip hat to the East trainer, uh, sewed him up. They sat him for a little bit to get let him collect himself to make sure everything was okay. And he got back on the ice and for a period of time was the best player on the ice. And it's that kind of – and then afterwards there was handshakes and everything going around. Tom Hansen was thoroughly So cooler heads prevailed. Yep. But the combination of tough guy, um, no retaliation, like the whole team didn't go bonkers – because Coach Patosha had his team well-managed, right. right? The training staff getting involved right away, fixing the cut, and then making him sit to make sure everything is good. Because, you know, back 20 years ago, he'd have just been on the ice right. the next shift, right? And then when he hit the ice being that good for that period of time, 
I wonder if that play and the toughness that he showed washes down on the rest of the team and they have a they, their shot against Andover is increased because they're a different team because of that play. Might be something to ask Coach Patosha. We'll have him at 5 after 11 today. Lots to talk about with the high school hockey big day that it is. I've already declared, hey, it's one of my favorite days of the season each season. Maybe for me personally, this is an even better day, though, because we've always had the debate of do you have to be a member of the hockey community or the basketball community? And we have said, and we might be the only ones that have said, absolutely not. Go ahead and enjoy both. Well, you know that I do. I was a basketball guy first. You know, betting mortgages or betting my life savings of what kind of guy are you? I might still say basketball first because of longevity. Well, I get everything I could possibly want because I spend my afternoon at the East Gym get done and go down to a rink today. This this day was made for me. And again, that's that's going to be the topic today to start. What are your favorite days sport by sport? My favorite day of the week is Saturday because of our sponsors allowing us to do this show, though, first. Yeah, and well, let's start there, Brian, then, if we're going to do that, because we're going to start with Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. Uh, Mount Royal Bottle Shop. The Blackwoods Group, including their location on London Road, in Proctor, in Two Harbors, Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill. Brian, which, by the way, I brought eight people last night you to did. Tavern on the Hill. You sent me photo evidence, no less. Fantastic service. Like, so I've got the dietary thing. My daughter has a dietary thing. Dana got a, a life juice that was a little bit too much carbonation and not enough life juice. And, I mean, they just, it was in and out. There was no, you know, hassle. There was no eye roll. Everything just got done the right way, right? And it was fantastic. And the, and the price wasn't terrible, and with great service like that, I mean, it was fantastic. So I can't recommend Blackwoods any. Brian, if you're interested, um, you know, looking at Easter Sunday, like which is less than a month away, let that sink in. Holy smokes, it's crazy, isn't it? But they have a family meal set up that serves six, right? And the price isn't bad at all. It includes baked ham. It includes, I mean, you can get that rum raisin glaze. I don't know if you've had that I have. before. They're they're mashed potatoes. Probably second to none, um, along with all the all the rest of the meal. But they also send uh, chocolate cake along with, so you can enjoy. Afterwards. The desserts of Blackwoods are second to none as well. I can vouch. Well, and that's what Easter's all about, yeah. right? It's like breaking Lent's done, and it's time to celebrate. And what better to celebrate than with the with the wave of passion cake? Well, I'll tell you what. When I got this ad for Blackwoods Easter that we're reading right now, I thought. Boy, that seems early. And then I looked up the date and went, well, I guess not. And then you look at the weather and you go, well, it felt like spring for a while. Why not? A hundred percent. So here's the, here's one of the things that you got to listen to, though. If you're going to order it, you pick it up in Proctor at the event center. Okay. Um, or, again, one of the best things about the Blackwoods group, you can get it delivered to your door. Right. So if you want to, if this is of interest to you, give them a shout. Uh, it's Easter at Blackwoods.com. That's Easter at Blackwoods.com. Or you can always call them, 218 218- 625-6147, that's 218-625-6147, ask for Jessica, and you can get all that stuff done too. Easter can be one of those times where you spend all this time in the kitchen and you miss time to celebrate. Right. This is a way to take it. I was going to say, you asked if I was listening, I hope my wife was listening to all of that because it sounds like Easter Sunday could be planned. Go ahead. Yeah, but let's continue because we haven't even gotten to Advantage Emblem uh, and Screen Printing. Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing, and Arola Architecture Studio. Again, so grateful for all of our sponsors each and every Saturday, but especially this Saturday. It's just an exciting day in sports. It's a long one for us, but it's one I wouldn't trade for anything. Again, three of the four 
section semis at Amazon will be on these airwaves today. The legend that is Tom Hansen takes care of the afternoon, and I'll be back at night. It'll be nice to be back with you guys. I haven't called a hockey game in 11 days. Right. But by the way, in those 11 days, oh, I've covered nine basketball games. So <laughs> it's it's shorter. not as though I've been just hanging out. They, they are a little bit a shorter little and a little easier it's on the little boys. It's all break. But I get a doubleheader every time. You do. You do. So yep. it's, it's a little bit different that way. Yeah, I get a doubleheader every time. If you're an announcer and you don't do JV, you're not an announcer. That's my theory. Well, you don't do the kids service. Right. Absolutely. But that's a different Pandora's box. Maybe to open for a different episode of the Northland Sports page. But today we're obsessed with the favorite day theory because we like this one so much. So we thought about what about sport by sport? And you can decide if you want to go level by level. We may not be able to in the next 12 minutes. But what's your favorite day sport by sport? Because we pretty much if you tuned into the beginning, we've covered what our favorite day is in the high school hockey world. It's happening. Yeah. But what about Major League Baseball? What about the NFL? What about the NBA? What about the NHL if you have one? If you don't, do you go down a level? What about the collegiate level of any of those sports or prep if you want to? Because, again, the hockey started the whole idea. So we'll do football because my disease. Because yours is easy. Yeah, mine's easy. It's the draft. Um, uh, in college, Draft day one then. Yeah, yes, okay. Um Well, because it's become a three, four day extravaganza. I'm and guessing you don't get hyped for the seventh round. Maybe you do. Maybe, but and you know, in the seventh round, Brian, you start to get hyped about the undrafted free agents, right? Um, like I said, disease. The um, the thing about college football, though, it it's more about the the um, tradition and the specific game. So right. you can get fired up for the Red River Shootout, right? Yeah. You can get fired fired up for the Iron Bowl. You can get um, fired up for the for the Axe game. Um, so it's Floyd the pig. Yes, it's it's so it's hard to get, for me. It's hard to get fired up for a specific. Uh, day because I want to watch the the one with the right. most uh, pomp and circumstance. So I'm going to springboard off that because for college football, since you went there, I'm going to go as well because it goes right to where you were. For me, it is more about specific games as well. What I tend to like is that Thanksgiving weekend yeah. because it feels like almost all of them get played that week. That's true. And then you factor in, you know, you just talked about Easter and meals and celebrating and Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday for that reason. You've got good food, Good family, good football. I can take all of that. But it always seems like that Thanksgiving weekend, the Gophers are playing Wisconsin. You know, somebody else is in a big rivalry Michigan, game. Michigan, Michigan State. So yeah. Thanksgiving weekend is it for me for college football. I guess that's hard to make it a day because somebody could have played Friday, somebody could have played Saturday, et cetera. But that's it for me. The NFL for me is probably just week one, the opening Sunday. I know we open on Thursday and it's one game and the Vikings usually aren't in it, so I don't care. But that first Sunday where everybody's zero and zero, everybody's that does this, and I know a lot of people that do, are, are sitting down to basically watch football from from noon to probably 10 or 11. We talk about what our day is going to look like. Football-wise, that's what a lot of Sundays look like for a lot of people. Especially the first one. A lot of fantasy football players are opening up their team and watching stats escalate or de-escalate as the day everybody's goes on. Everybody's tied for first. Right. So week one for me is just that fun day. The other thing, too, is from a personal perspective – Winter, granted, it hasn't been here this year at all, but winter's not here yet, and it's still a nice day out, and you're you're just having the best day chilling with football, but it can still be 65, 70 degrees here in Duluth. Yeah, nope. I agree with you. I So we've talked about this today with hockey. I think the the um, division final um, or the, the semifinals, I guess, whatever you call them, 
when there's the four, college football playoff. No, well that too, but the, in the in the pros when you oh, got the final eight, the divisional round. Yeah, those. That's a great. That's a great weekend. See, I can't make that one great because too often my team's just watching. Yeah, but the the games are usually yeah. the best yeah. games. If I think about it, I probably enjoy football more when the Vikings aren't playing. And ask me next year about the about the playoffs. Yeah, because now that the Congress is or the Supreme Court said you can't. You can recruit players using the NIL as a as a thing. I mean, college football is a mess. So so let's see how the fifty four team playoff or whatever it is now goes through, and and then maybe when it's down to the final four, I'll be able to tell you that. But it's such a new sport now that I have no idea. All right, what about Major League Baseball? Because there's lots of options. We talked about last week with Seth Marsalik that pitchers and catchers report have just a different ring to it. You don't really see much except for reports from different camps, but. It just has a different feel for where you are in the calendar. The season opener, suddenly you know you're settled in for you know 162 nights or days like this. You know what it is for me because it's the only vacation that I plan around a certain date the in, game, the, right? in the history of Target Field. I've missed one home opener, and if you ever want the full story, I'll gladly tell you, but I'll give you the abridged version right now. I missed one because the year I got married, I was so excited to claim that on my taxes I got screwed on my tax return and couldn't afford to go to the home opener that year. <laughs> yeah, that baseball's tough because there's it's so long, one. Um, so for me, it's either opening day yep. or it's the first day of the playoffs when everybody's playing, right? You okay. Got, you got six games on the first day. You got the 11 a.m. You got one starting at 1, 3, and then... You know, they got the 6 o'clock and then the, the late game, and, and that's one day that I can sit down and watch baseball all day. Can I give you a weird one that really only pertains to you and me? There's the first Saturday that the Major League Baseball regular season is going because most Saturdays, let's face it, from September to March, you and I are wondering what game we have to get to soon, whether it's football at St. Scholastica, hockey at St. Scholastica, basketball at pick a gym. Hockey at Pick-A-Rink, we're going somewhere. All of a sudden, that first Saturday in April, now you might have Saints baseball. I understand that. And there was, was a time add that. There was a time where I did too. But most of the Saturdays when the springtime hits, we're a little freer, if you will, than we have been. And it's different when you and I do the podcast, which, by the way, you can catch up on all prior episodes at NorthlandFan.com. Shameless plug right there. But most Saturdays, you and I are focused on something else, having to jet out of here. And today will certainly be like that. But there's that one Saturday where we're getting out of here at, you know, the show ends at noon. We're out of here at one one thirty, And all of a sudden we're listening to the Twins game on the car ride back or we're checking the score as we leave the studio and go, oh, Twins are up 2 nothing, And then, you know, well, when you get home, I'm actually going to be able to sit and watch or listen to this. It's just a different day for me, that, that first weekend that we're not rushing somewhere. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. You know, the day that I forgot was when Classic Baseball leaves for Florida. Yeah, because for me that's the start of the baseball season. Even though I really don't see any teams for quite a while, when they go down to Florida, it's like, all right, so I want to talk to the coaches afterwards to see how the guys looked. Um, so yeah, the, baseball is one of those that pick a day. What about basketball? Because that one's tougher for me. I'll be honest; I probably don't have a favorite day in the NBA. My favorite days this year have been when the Timberwolves have played because they've been worth it. I do like the trade deadline, but this year I laughed at it because the Lakers are not that much of a factor, yet the trade deadline specials made everything about the Lakers and their lack of movement. So I went, I don't I don't want to watch this. I don't mind Kendrick Perkins, but I don't care what he thinks about LeBron and where this team is going. Opening day doesn't do a lot for me because different teams open at different times. Christmas, I like that the NBA tries to spotlight itself, but 
Christmas in my family, especially at the in-laws, is an all-day monstrosity. I can't pull myself away to watch two seconds of basketball if I wanted to. I'm glad that the Timberwolves haven't been good enough to be part of it. That may change next year. So the NBA, I don't have a favorite day. High school basketball, I love all of it, so I probably don't have a favorite day there either. For me, it's college basketball at the Division One level, and there's two of them. It's the first day of the NCAA tournament because everybody's got a bracket, and you've got people caring about teams they've never heard of because of how their bracket looks, and you've got basketball on all day, and you've got the obsession over, oh my gosh, I lost a first-round game, my bracket's busted. No, it isn't. Unless you had them in the Final Four, you're not done on the first day. But again, the Gophers have been improving, but not great. So they haven't been an NCAA tournament team in a while. So I also like that first day of conference tournament when the yeah. goods and the bads are still alive and you wonder who's going to make a run. Yeah, no, that's actually really, that, that is an under the radar one that's pretty good. You know, this is going to, the NBA one, I mean, because of how I listen and, and what my favorite teams beyond the Timberwolves are, it's the day they come back from the All-Star game. Because prior to the All-Star game, it's just kind of monotonous, right? Right. It's, you know, same thing, same thing, same thing, and then it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone for an entire week. And so I'm always checking who my oh that's right yeah who my list and then the, when it says the full slate of NBA I'm like oh thank God it's right. back. Well I'll tell you this I hope it's not a sign of things to come because if the Timberwolves are going to skip the third quarter for the rest of the season they're in trouble. They are in trouble. Last night we walked in and I said did they did they really lose the third quarter by 37 points and yeah well they didn't but plus minus wise they did yeah, yeah plus that's what I meant but uh, no so so basketball is is that way I agree it's the Opening rounds of whatever tournament, and because of the big tournament, that's the that's the one. But even in in our level of basketball, you know, day one of the Mayak tournament is yeah. is that as well. I'll tell you what, close circuit to the Mayak folks, your tournaments this year. I know Saints Classica didn't make either one, but I've still been watching and getting the recaps. It's been amazing. Yeah, yep. There's there's a lot of really good basketball in that conference, and so no, I I think that the first day like today I'm a little bit pins and needles about scholastic hockey, right? Yeah. So I'm really paying attention. So for hockey again, this whole topic started because of what today brings because again, starting at 2ish, the end of game 1 at Amsoil, the beginning of game 2, we'll have game 2 for you because it's Eastern Andover and then again, I'll be back for the evening session and carry you through the single A stuff this evening. This all started because we know at least what my favorite day is in high school hockey. I I didn't ask you flat out do you have a different one? You don't have to agree with me on today. I like the first game of the year because, Brian, you know that I wait and I wait and I wait for high school hockey to start because I want to get back in the saddle, right? And I do the same thing with college hockey, but college hockey starts early. Um, I mean, we wait for high school hockey to start until Thanksgiving. Yeah. And High school uh, hockey, or excuse me, college hockey starts first week in October a lot of the time. A lot of times. Yeah. And so that first, and, and you know that I've been emotional before about it. Yeah. When I look forward and look forward and look forward, uh, that first game is like you walk into the rink. It feels new. It smells like a rink is supposed to smell. You sit down. Like everybody's fired up. Usually there's a decent crowd. And that for me is like a religious experience. So I'm going to give you a couple weird ones for college and pro because you're going to go, okay, I hang out with you enough where this doesn't shock me, but you are a different thinker sometimes. So my favorite day in college hockey isn't guaranteed. But I really like, and this pertains mostly to the NCHC or the WCHA back in the day because it mainly has to do with my Bulldog fandom growing up. I love their first round best of threes. And I love when those best of threes go three. Because there's something about, I don't know if it's because as an employee you have Sunday night syndrome that you got to go back to work on Monday. Certainly as a student I had that, that school was you know lurking for Monday morning. 
But there's something about it being Sunday night. And most of my life, like Sunday night has been a winding down time. You're not, you're not doing anything intense. You're not conjuring up energy for Sunday night. It's quite the reverse. You're, you're decrescendoing to Sunday night. Right, right. But when a Bulldog team or a team you like is playing in a decisive game three on a Sunday evening, Sunday gets painted a different way for me. Well, and in town, uh, Duluth not as big, is, is a big little town. Yeah. And when it is um, that game, the community rallies. Which is why when UMD's women were, you know, national champions, it was always cool to see the community rally right. around that team. And so, yeah, I agree with you. When when there's a game three, or you know, we, we are in a game one versus two, uh, this community rallies around, and those are always fun. Even if you're not a Bulldog fan, it's fun to see the community get all psyched up. And then my NHL one, this is a little bit tongue in cheek, but I just kind of find myself glomming onto it. So Hockey Day Minnesota for years has been a big deal. It was beautiful when they had it here, right? But it's mainly for me about the high school teams, and that's the spotlight. They're playing different places. They're playing outdoors, what have you. But the way Bally or FSN or whatever you want to call it over the years has engaged itself is, well, we're going to put a gopher game in it, and then we're going to cap it with a wild game. I love how people tell us to think it's super important that the wild win on Hockey Day. Because it's it's not, or it's not any more important than they win any other game. Great win last night, by the way. But I find myself as a Minnesotan going, yeah, we got to cap off Hockey Day the right way. And then I'm going, what difference does it make? I want them to win every game they play. So it's good advertisement. Right. They got you. They got me. They yeah. hooked me right in. Absolutely. Professional hockey for me is such a weird time because I like it all. Yeah. Um. I mean, my second favorite team plays Edmonton, which might be my third favorite team. Um, and, and that's a day to stop and watch, right? So when the, the Wild, I'll watch anytime. Um, but it's kind of when Edmonton's rolling that it's fun to watch McGregor and Dreisaitl and all them. So Did you just say McGregor? That's not Connor McGregor. It's Connor McDavid. Connor, Connor McGregor is a, a very different character. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, it's fun to watch him too. Right. Either way, the Wild beat Edmonton last night. Yep. It's a beautiful day. It's a hockey day. Not hockey day in Minnesota, but certainly hockey day Duluth. Dave Hoops is up next. He's got a bond spiel to talk about, too. Lots happening on the ice. Stick around. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A little curly shuffle because that's close enough to doing a curling shuffle because that's a big deal at Hoops this weekend. The Hoops bond spiel in full effect. So not only is there good hockey today, there's lots of things going on on the ice. And you can put beer on ice if you want to. Close circuit to anybody who's listening. I had to when I was younger to develop my hankering for beer. And let's just say that that came along nicely and I don't ice it anymore, but you can, if you have to, I hope the hankering, I hope the brewer Dave hoops doesn't, you know, viscerate me for putting ice in my beer at one time. Have you been watching hee haw? Like you got, you got a hankering, right? It's nice. Hey, you were bringing up shillings and hay pennies the other day too. I, I, I agree. We can go back in time anyway we want, but I'll tell you what, anytime we want, we tend to get Dave hoops available for us. And he's here again. Dave Hoops, good morning. Welcome to another Saturday. We just talked about our favorite days in sports. This is certainly one of mine. And how are you doing this morning? Oh, good. Yeah, that was a good segment. I only caught the last part, but um, yeah, this is um, 
the best. I, I wanted to mention though, the, the high school for me, it's, it's Friday night at, at, at state XL, yep. the final four at state double a, those are the, the, that is an electric. And of course it goes back to that beautiful East win against the a few years back, but that's fun. Yeah, I that's like certainly that up there as well. I'll tell you what, you could probably do an entire segment if you wanted just on favorite days in high school hockey alone. And I don't mean each calendar year. I mean, historically, we could talk about, you know, what a day that was, unfortunately, for East fans during the Apple Valley game, the day of Dave Spihar's penalty shot to win a state title. That was a bigger deal. You know, you talked about when you get an entire building minus a small section of Edina fans cheering for you. That was that big win you're referencing. You know, the Jack Jablonski tournament when Benil took it upon themselves to win the thing. And, and, you know, that script was written and Jack's recoveries come along nicely as well. There's a lot of huge moments in high school hockey in general. Dan O'Jock's hat trick to beat St. Thomas. Right. The one that Dave Cook loves the most. But Mm -hmm. there are a lot of big moments, Dave Hoops. No question. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, today is a huge day and, you know, it's going to be um, pretty fun. It's going to be busy down at at the brewery with people coming in and out. And yes, like you mentioned, we have the bond spiel going on, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'll tell you this. It got a lot of coverage last night. You turn on the news and you see Chris Plies and John Schuster advocating for your event. It doesn't hurt to have those two in your corner as well. And you've got all kinds of Olympians in attendance for this. Yeah, we're really proud of the fact that 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 tournament, which was the international before, had kind of fizzled, and they came to us, and we we have a great relationship with them. We have our own curling team. We support the the club, and you mentioned it. It's gotten going, and uh, you know, Plies is playing for Team Hoops. Talk about Ringer City. Right. But well, they, you did you did call Olympians. him the sexiest Olympic curler. Maybe he owes you one. Well, he is. I mean, that's very obvious. But, um, yeah, there's five Olympians playing, you know, as we speak, and it goes all day today, tonight, and then tomorrow morning, and it is a true bond spiel, so the winners are actually playing for cash prizes, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there's, they're pouring a whole bunch of our beer, and Earthrider's a major supporter down there, too, so um, they have a team. It's, it's great. It's just a really fun event, and international, I guess, because we have one Canadian team. That's the, there you the go. reason for that. It yeah. is excellent in terms of an event. I'll tell you what, my brother-in-law's played in it before, and my late father has his own rock down at the curling club where if you flip it over, it says, you know, in memory of Gene Prudhomme. And there was a couple years ago at your bond spiel that this wasn't planned at all, but my brother-in-law's team got to play with their rocks for that particular match, and he got to play with my dad's rock, and that was always a big moment in our family, so that's pretty neat. And obviously we're wishing everybody the best of luck in your event. It's a good one. Yeah, it it really is. And then, so uh, to mention that, like I said, there's going to be a pretty good sized crew down at the brewery before the East game, and then um, after the East game, we're sponsoring like a it's called a hoot nanny for the curlers, uh, but the it's on closed circuit TV at the brewery. The the Bonspiel's televised, and then um, Chacho's Taqueria yeah. is going to be down there making food today, which they are just tremendous. I got to talk to them about getting sponsoring you guys because they're great guys. You probably already know them, but yeah, I would have nothing wrong with that. If you want to do the dirty work to get them on board, our sponsorship family, by all means, but there you go, Dave cook. You got a hankering and a hoot nanny in this segment. How are you doing? All, all in one sentence. That's awesome. I mean, we're going to (laughs) break out the vocab all day. Absolutely. So you're getting funny word responses to the questions I ask. What about the great questions you have for Dave Hoops every week? I've got two questions, and they were based on conversations that we had around the old house last night um, with uh, Sophia, the 10-year-old, talking with you know Avery, the 26-year-old, and me, the old man. We, we talked about some TV and movie stuff, and I wanted to run this past you. 
All right. So as a kid, guys, what was your favorite TV show? As a kid. As a child. Like a kid's TV show or like my favorite sitcom you, as a young age? When you were a kid, what was your favorite TV wow. show? Take it where you want it. All right. Dave Hoops, you go first. Okay. Well, it's a two-part answer because um, my parents made us watch MASH, and I liked MASH, and that was their favorite TV show. Mine, Love Boat. Hands down, I think ah. they should make a movie. That's my answer. Yep. Those are pretty good. So yeah. I'll, I'll start with a children's show as my favorite TV show as a kid because I was very good at sleeping in on non-school days as a kid, but there was one show that I would get up bright and early or sometimes even dark and early for because you had to for when it was on. But He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was on at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and it was can't miss for me. And I had the action figures, Castle Grayskull, the whole nine. Yeah, I had all of that. (laughs) So that was certainly up there. Sitcom-wise, man, I don't know. I really liked Perfect Strangers, if you remember that. Uh, Cousin Larry and Belky were two of my favorite characters of TV of all time. Um, it's, It's a little less fun to say now, but the Cosby Show was can't miss TV for me as well. Probably those two for my childhood, for sure. Oh, that's that's really a good one. So, Dave, you'll like this one. How about Love American Style? Uh, that was oh, yeah. that was one of those <laughs> that came up that maybe shouldn't come up. Um, but that was that was one of those. And I forgot, you know, you should never forget about Mash. Um, but Mash was one of those again at our house. We had we had to watch. But Starsky and Hutch, that's the one I'm going to go with. So Starsky and Hutch was the one. All right. So here's the next question. All right. So. Each sport, we've talked about our favorite players at right. nauseum, right? Yep. So, guys, tell me about the favorite player in each sport that no one would guess. So maybe the uh, the um, secret love, right? The one that nobody that nobody really knows about that you followed when you were a kid, um, the guilty pleasure player. Hmm. You know, we've had this show for seven years. I feel like I've mentioned everybody that I liked even a little, but go ahead, Dave Hoops. Yeah, well, that that's a tough one. I've I've brought him up a few times in in passing. I, you know, I I I like Dion and I I like Bonds, even though I'm not supposed to. And I got to see him hit so many home runs. And obviously, he's a superstar, but nobody likes him. So there you go. Um, you know, I don't know how many. Do you want to just do one by one, or sure, what do you? Yeah, pick, you the, do pick the four majors and go for it. Okay. Um, well, I liked um, Timmy Hardaway in basketball because I had season tickets to the Warriors back when they were crappy that I got to dole out. Uh, they weren't mine. They were work. And I mentioned before, I got to see all the players that uh, came through the greatest the players ever. Right. But, um, you know, I'm not going to pick um, Mullins, you know, Hardaway, I think was the engine. And I really liked him. Um, baseball. Again, these are not I mean, George Brett, but again, I don't think that's kind of cheating, isn't it? Well, that, no, was, you know, that was my first baseball glove. I had his signature in my very did, first glove. I did as well. There you go. The yeah, and then football, for me, it's Lynn Swan. Always has been, always will be. Those are my picks. Brian? Those are pretty good. So I'm trying to think of what haven't I mentioned on this show, and I don't know that we have dedicated listeners that said you said that already because they've listened you know, every week for seven years. Baseball, I might surprise you a little bit. You know, Hoops brought up Dion, and – this guy also was a multi-sport athlete, and I believe also in Atlanta, but somebody may have to fact-check this on me. But I really liked Brian Jordan. Yep, that's a good one. If you remember Brian Jordan yep. very well. Um, basketball, Dave Hoops, you'll like this. You brought up Tim Hardaway. I really liked Mitch Richmond. Um, as a two-guard on kind of an undersold 
franchise, couple of them, because he was in Golden State and Sacramento before either one were very good. Um, I liked them a lot. Hockey, it's harder for me because I was so broadcast news about how much I liked Ray Bork. I I really don't know. I, I guess I didn't want to like this guy because he played for Colorado, although by the end Bork did too, but I'm a big McKinnon guy still. Yeah, I, I still fair. think he's he's pretty incredible. NFL-wise, it was Haywood Jeffries for me. If you remember ah, Haywood ah, Jeffries ah, with that Houston Oilers offense. Nice. Yep. And here's the story as to why. The very first year I played fantasy football, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade, and I was obsessed with the Oilers. And I had Warren Moon, Drew Hill, and Haywood Jeffries on my team. And I won because that offense had a really good season. So for me, I was a Chargers fan back in the 80s, and they couldn't play defense to save their life. Right. So my guilty player was Billy Ray Smith because they brought in this linebacker who was going to be all those things, and I followed him and followed him, and they still couldn't play defense. But he was my football guy, right? My baseball guy is probably Joaquin Andujar. There you but go. I've said it before. I've seen him pitch in person. So the and I've said Dave Parker before. You yeah. know my affinity for yep. Dave Parker. So I'm going to go in the wayback machine, and I'm going to say my first real um, interest was Cesar Cedeno. Wow! Because Cesar Cedeno was one of those uh, five tool guys and and goofy. And so he was he was always fun as well. But there's so many ball players about that time that time in history that I really like, like Mike Eastler, uh, Al Bumbry, all those guys that would just rake. You right. know, that was that was their only real skill. Can I make a suggestion for next week at the risk of being negative Nelly? Yeah. What if we tried to think of our least favorite player well, in each that. four next week? Absolutely we can. Do we have that much of staunch negative opinions? Uh, absolutely. Or do we have too many that it might be hard to pick one? Absolutely have that. So my football one's going to surprise people. Now he's not a he's not a under the radar guy, but nobody would think I'm a Ronnie Lott fan because of the team I dislike. But Ronnie Lott was that guy. You just sat back and you went, "I love this player." That's um, a great call. Um the the hockey guy is Denny Savard from uh Chicago because I always wished he was Which on our being team. a North Stars fan, that's yes, tough to say. Because he was magic, right? Right. Uh, and and in the NBA, it's it's always a little. I mean, it it's hard because I follow. This is a college guy in me, not the pro. But Charles Barkley in college, the you liked round, him at Auburn, the round, the round, round, round rebound. rebound. Yep. yep, he was amazing in college. In the pro, he just got too big for his britches, not size wise, maybe but literally. Popularity. At some point, he probably did. Yeah, but in college, he was the guy I loved. Right, that's pretty awesome. Speaking of things we love, for me, it's beer from Hoops Brewing. You talked about. Lots of things being poured with the bond spiel this weekend. We'll wrap this segment, Dave Hoops. Let us know what kinds of beer and, you know, if you want to come down and check out the bond spiel, or even if you don't, what's the good news from the brewery this weekend? Because there's a lot of events and a lot of reasons to go down there. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, there's four beers on tap at, at the club, uh, Pale, Keller, Pilsner, Rinkrad, and Raspberry Wheat. Um, as far as at the brewery, we're releasing the Cherry Stout this coming week that we've talked a lot about. Um, and we have a new batch of 48 IPA, which is uh, majorly popular with the hopheads. Um, the other great thing we, we have coming up is um, uh, we're doing a whole bunch of the hockey-centric stuff, and we're going to be you know wall-to-wall college basketball and hockey on TV, and we're going to start televising the Twins, guys. Spring training. Let's yeah, go. it is a beautiful time of year. This is the last show of February for us, so March Madness is right around the corner. We'll ring it in next weekend with you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the day, and good luck to our teams tonight, huh? Absolutely. Sure. Couldn't have said that better myself. We will talk next Saturday. We'll be talking about state tournament participants in boys' hockey by then. 
Look forward to it each and every week. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. That's our guy, Dave Hoop. Stick around. We will be right back. We start talking about those local hockey teams in action today. We kick it off with a goaltender dad. John Carlson would be very proud. But this goaltender dad is also a public address announcer. Stick around. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A little Ozzy with Crazy Train. It's been a crazy ride on the rails for the Proctor Boys hockey team. Also for the Proctor Hermantown Mirage, they are playing for a Constellation Championship. As we speak, best of luck to them. Proctor Hermantown very much in combination on the girls' side, very much not combining for any kind of cooperative nature on the boys' side, as they yeah, will be epic today. rivals today. Section 7A semis, Proctor Rails against the Hermantown Hawks, four-seated Rails, top-seated Hawks. And it should be a dandy because it was back in early January when these two teams played in Proctor. Hermantown prevailed in overtime. Hermantown fired a lot of rubber towards the rail net that night, but A.J. Riles was very much up to the task. Kind of been the theme of the Proctor season. Truly. I mean, we talked about it on the way in, Brian. There's two things Proctor has today. One, they're not afraid of Hermantown. Most teams in, in single A are, right? Hermantown throws the helmet out, and they're they're up one nothing. Um, two, their goaltender gives them a puncher's chance. And so, I mean, this might be the best game of the day. Absolutely. That Proctor goaltender is A.J. Riles. He is a Brimsick Award finalist announced yesterday. And I know he's got a proud mom and dad with that announcement, but his father is also a Proctor public address announcer for some of their home hockey games. So we bring in Dave Riles, also the women's soccer coach at the College of St. Scholastica. The man can do just about everything because he's also a hockey referee in about 10 minutes. But you don't want me to talk about CSS Well, because we're pressed for time, so we're going to keep moving. But I have to ask this for starters, Dave Riles. First of all, good morning. But second of all, John John Carlson talks all the time. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. But John Carlson talks all the time about how difficult it was being a goaltender dad when his son was playing for Duluth Denfeld. You've got a rather dynamic duo of being a goaltender dad, but also being the public address announcer during said games. How are your emotions during those? And how are they this morning knowing that in about, oh, let's say seven hours plus, we're going to know a lot about what the season lies ahead for both those teams. Sure. Uh, Well, you know, for years coaching, or for years I was coaching them, and so I kept busy that way. And now uh, the opportunity to be a public address announcer uh, allows me to keep busy that way, and uh, I'm going to try to do the same thing by refereeing and running around all day. So the more busy I am, the less I have to think about uh, what the task ahead of AJ is. So, no, it's uh, it's been good. You know, I mean, there's not much I can do, right? You, you know it is as a coach. You, you put them out there, you give them an opportunity to play, and as a parent, it's kind of the same thing for me. It's I can't go out there and stop the pucks. Nobody wants that for sure. So, uh, you know, just uh, just try to keep busy and trust that the kid's going to do his job. So with all of that said, is today the most difficult because you're just going to be sitting in a seat at Amsoil Arena, correct? They are, yeah. These these games are the hardest when I can't uh, can't find things to uh, preoccupy my mind. But uh, you know, I I, I think uh, you know not just AJ, but all these boys, like you said, they're they're not afraid of they're not afraid of Hermantown. They gave them a good game earlier. They they there's a lot of familiarity with the players, whether it's uh, you know playing against them in hockey or playing against them in baseball. 
a lot of guys have done both uh, against each other for years. And, you know, it's we've had good games with them in baseball. We've beaten them at times in baseball. Uh, you know, haven't beaten them in hockey, but we got real close in, in January. And uh, I think there's a group of guys in the Proctor locker room that really believe they can make this a game. I would agree with that as well. I was just going to ask you, what's the mindset like? Because Proctor being at Amsoil hasn't been a thing for several years. It's been nice to see them get this far. It's one of the best records Proctor's had in boys hockey for a long time. You know, AJ's literally been the backstop, but the guys in front of him have been pretty good, and the senior leadership has been pretty good as well. Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, obviously everyone talks about AJ, but there's a lot of guys in that room that, that can get the job done. We've got some really talented hockey players. Uh, I think their biggest strength going in is the, just the, the, you know, kind of a, a real cohesive group. These kids have all played together since they were little. Um, you know, you don't have kids coming in from other places. It's, it's, it's Proctor boys right from the start and, and they know that. And, and, uh, you know, they get along great. They, they do stuff, you know, together, whether it's at the rink or, or away from the rink. I mean, they went to breakfast this morning. They're basically planning to spend the whole day together. And they do that a lot on the weekends because they really enjoy each other's company. And I think that's a huge strength. As far as the mindset, I think there's a, they all believe. You know, this isn't about, hey, let's keep the game close. They're going in with the mindset that they're going to win. They they have a, they set a goal at the beginning of the year. They wanted to play in the state tournament, and, and I don't think anything's changed. All right, Dave, I'm going to ask you to put your coach's hat off and or on and take your dad hat off. So this yeah. type this type of game, um, what are you telling your team beforehand? I mean, when you're sitting in that quiet locker room, what's the message? Sure. I mean, it's obviously you just got to block out the noise. You know, that's the biggest thing is it, you know, like, like Brian said, they haven't been on the stage before. And so it's going to be different. You know, we've had some good crowds this year, but there'll be nothing but like what they see tonight. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is just get through those first couple shifts, put those behind you. Hopefully you, you, you know, you just keep things really simple early. And then once you get into your second, third shifts of the game, it's just a hockey game, you know? And I think that that's the, the mindset that you have to create with the guys. And, and uh, obviously when you're, the underdog the goal is to keep the game tight and, and to keep the other team within striking distance until the bitter end give yourself a chance in the third period and so that means just playing real simple hockey getting pucks deep making uh, Hermantown have to go 200 feet taking care of the front of the net you know like you said you know you've got a goalie that can stop you know majority of the shots from the outside so don't give them great a looks and uh, make sure that there's no second chances is there any merit to a chip on the shoulder for Proctor? Because this is a great record-wise Proctor team, and this is a team that I think we saw a couple years ago was up and coming, and now the moment has arrived. But you look at this Proctor team, and they don't have very many losses this season, but three of them come from the three teams seated ahead of them that are still playing. They got beat by Hibbing. They got beat by Cloquet. They got beat by Hermantown. So some people are going, yeah, Proctor's good, but Proctor hasn't beaten anybody that's still here. You mentioned block out the noise, but is, but is there some use the noise to motivate you as well? Oh yeah, no. There's a there's a chip on the shoulder for sure. These guys believe that they're capable of, of beating any of the three teams ahead of them. Um, you know, obviously they get their shot at Hermantown tonight, and they'd certainly love to get a, a rematch with either uh, Hibbing or Cloquet on on Wednesday. And I think they'll be confident in that game, just like I believe they're confident today. Uh, Dave, I know we talk a lot about a certain goaltender, but I want to put a spotlight on a on a couple of brothers that I think are going to matter. I say the Ross kids are pretty yep, good. Yep. The, the Ross kids today, I think are a big deal. And so a lot of people haven't watched Proctor hockey. Can you tell us one, a little bit about those two and two, is there anybody that we're not talking about that the casual fan who drops by Amsoil tonight is going to want to see. And to that end, please say Cooper sure. Antelope, but go ahead. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, 
Tanner, Tanner, and Brecken are are really fun to watch. You know, uh, they Brecken has not played with our, with with AJ as much growing up. I didn't get the opportunity to coach him, but I've watched him grow and develop and and just get better and better every year. So here's a little quick story about Brecken. Last year, the Bantam Bantam A team was at the regional tournament. Uh, you know, our numbers are always pretty low. We, we divide our teams up A and B, and they had ten skaters to start the year. They had two injuries. They're skating with eight guys. Brecken Ross did not leave the ice the entire game. Game, two games in a row in the region tournament. The kid's got a got a huge engine. He can go. Uh, he's a smart hockey player. Um, he's really fun to watch. He's really helped our second line go. Wyatt Minahine's got 20 goals, and I think if you asked Wyatt Minahine, he'd give a lot of credit to Brecken Ross and, and what he's done to help get him the puck. And Wyatt's a scorer, but you know a lot of times scorers need a guy to get him the puck, and Brecken's done a great job of that. And then Tanner Ross is just, he's so electric. When he has the puck, he's so fun to watch. His lateral movement is so good. Um, you know, he sometimes it feels like the puck is on a string and, and he can fire the biscuits. So so obviously they're, they're key to our success tonight. Um, you know, you talked about Cooper Anala. Cooper Anala is up and coming, been really growing into the game. Uh, been really growing into the game and, and uh, um, hold on. Yep. Yep, we're here. Sorry. Thanks, guys. They're checking to make sure we had referees. Uh, but Cooper Annell has really been growing into the game. Uh, I think he's going to be a big big key today. And then another guy that's on the back end that's been a stud for us for three years and, and for, for AJ has kind of been a security blanket his whole life is Carson Pavlovich. No doubt. Uh, and he's been – He's been fun to watch grow and get better and and can continue to develop. And then there's other guys too. We mentioned Wyatt Minehine, Austin Bryant. Austin Bryant is a workhorse. Uh, another guy you talk about, you know, Brecken Ross getting uh, getting Wyatt the puck. Well, you've got uh, um, Austin Bryant who does a lot of dirty work in the corners and and creates opportunities for Tanner Austin. And then this year he's kind of had a breakout year and created opportunities for himself. You know, I think we go about six forwards deep of real strong players. We've got a third line that, that knows their role, and hopefully they'll get some spot action today. So, yeah, I mean, those are the guys I'd key on. Um, Brecken, Brecken and Tanner Ross, Cooper Anala, um, Carson Pavlovich, uh, Austin Bryant, Wyatt Meinhind. Uh, hopefully those guys can do some fun stuff today. We talk about the Ross boys. What about Pickett Davidson? To me, they've emerged quicker than I thought. Dylan Davidson, Gavin Davidson have been pretty good as well. They have. They have, and Dylan, Dylan's uh, your your classic blue collar, just get in and grind. Uh, great on faceoffs. He's our best faceoff guy. He's our best faceoff guy. When when he's on the ice, uh, we're gonna win probably seventy percent of the faceoffs. Um, he goes out in critical situations. You'll see him out, you know, end of a period, uh, critical draw situations, you know, power play. Uh, he'll be taking a lot of the faceoffs. Um, you know, just blue collar guy. And, and Gavin. Gavin's had uh, he's had some success. He played great against Hermantown the last time. Yes, he uh, we were down a defenseman, so you know we, he and he and uh, Cooper Johnson have kind of been rotating in that fourth spot. Uh, but uh, Gavin can play too. He's a he's a little guy, but he's feisty. He'll take down the big guys. We played uh, Rockridge a couple weeks ago, and they've got Troutwine, who's a six foot four beast, and and he uh, he, he went to, Troutwine was lining him up and was going to hit him, and he gave him a reverse hit and put him on his butt. It was pretty fun to watch because Gavin's all of about five six. <laughs> Dave Riles, you are amazing. We'll cut you loose because I know that there's a youth game that needs a referee. So you're in high demand again. Thank you for joining us on short notice. Thank you, Good Dave. luck tonight. Have some fun tonight. Remember to breathe tonight. We'll see you at Amazon as well. <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Uh, appreciate you having me on, and I uh, look forward to seeing you tonight. Anytime. That's our guy, Dave Riles. I just really enjoy conversations with him. Obviously, he's pressed for time, ref in a game at 11, and we're right up against it. But I wanted you guys to talk ins and outs of being hockey PA guys. Yeah, well, someday we will. I think the thing that 
we got to make sure everybody knows is that we asked Dave about some specific Proctor kids. That team, you and I have seen them, what, four times this year? Right. That team has really grown across the board. You know, you can go, I was hoping you were going to talk about the Davidson kids because the difference between them and game one and now, that's the other thing. Their Hermantown game was like game two. Like, this is a different Proctor team. Now, granted, we're going to talk to Pat Andrews later, and the Hermantown team is is drastically different as well. But this Proctor team is going to surprise some people. It'll be interesting because we were talking about the Davidsons, and we will close the show with Pat Andrews. I wonder if his team wants to remind Proctor that this still is David versus Goliath. Proctor doesn't want to think that way. It'll be interesting. We're bumping out with a song called Save the World. A.J. Riles may be trying to do that this evening. Yeah, right, and it's the right goaltender to do it. Like we said, we'll talk Callaway here in a little bit, but the best goalie up here plays in green. So we have a lot of hockey still to talk about. We're carrying a lot of hockey on these airwaves all day today. Our number two starts with Coach Steve Potosha. His team is up first at 2 o'clock-ish after Grand Rapids and Rock Ridge get done. It's the Greyhounds and the Huskies of Andover. Last year's section final is a semifinal this year. We talked to Steve very shortly. Stick around. The Northland Sports Page, hour number one is done. Hour two is next. We're glad you're here. Stick around. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.